0: You are listening to The Legal Community Podcast, hosted by Guy Remond and Dave Zampano, powered by Guider. Guider provides self-service online legal documents supported by your local attorney. Fast, affordable, and in your own time. For more information and resources, please visit guider.legal and enjoy the show.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Legal Community Podcast. I'm Lisa Rozier, And today we are joined with Guy Remond and Dave Zampano. And just to bring everybody up to speed, we just got off of about four different podcasts where we were talking about branding, marketing, advertising, sales. And a common phrase that we were hearing throughout all these conversations was your who." So, perfect natural progression today. We're going to talk about how you find your who, and our two entrepreneurs are actually very familiar with finding their who. So, gentlemen, let's just jump in. Who's your who?
0: And we're not talking about an owl here, Gaia. <laughs> hey, well, listen, for a start, Dave and, and Lisa, you're both my who's, you know, so different things. So, thank you, excellent. Know, that's a great start. So, so I know this doesn't work on a podcast, right? But I am literally holding up and waving a book that I think we should call out right from the offset by uh, a gentleman by the name of Dan Sullivan and another one by the name of Dr. Benjamin Hardy. Now, Dan uh, is is David, my coach. He's part part of the Strategic Coach Program. This is a concept that actually I think he was chatting to a guy called Dean Richards, who's a marching expert. And he had gone to this, I think Dean said the words, Who Not How, and thought, you know what? That's such a strong message that I need to make a thing of this. And he has. And as well as introducing it into his coaching classes that Dave and I have been part of for 15 plus years, he, with Benjamin Hardy, has written a book, Who Not How, which is well worth buying for anyone listening on this podcast. Now, clearly, this is not a visual thing, a podcast. That would be a vlog but I am going to put the book down now and you can't see me do that. That Uh, The other (laughs) other
1: thing is (laughs) don't forget that a blog will be written. So the link will be available.
0: That's a very good point. Thank you, Lisa. You saved me. (laughs) Okay. So who, not how. So really simple concepts and and people would do this naturally actually. And I think one of the examples I'll talk to you about is something that doing this who, not how before I realized, you know, what it was and, but now I intentionally do it, whereas before I didn't. And I'll give you a couple of examples about that later in the podcast. But who not how, it's simple, right? You cannot build a large, successful business that goes to a high growth stage and hopefully some way that you consider to be a successful conclusion, whether that be going on to grow and become a lifestyle business or whether it's actually cashing out at some point in some kind of exit. But building a team is absolutely essential. And I think what a lot of entrepreneurs do is, When a problem comes along, they think about how they're going to fix that problem. And I've done that for for most of my entrepreneurial career, to be honest, where, you know, something happens, you go, right, okay, how are we going to fix it? So what Dan's done now is turn this on his head and said, actually, don't think about how you're going to fix it. Think about who's going to fix it for you. Because you're one person, you cannot solve all the problems within your company. You want to build a team around you that allows you to get on with what you're good at. And they get on with what they're good at. And if you've hired the right people, that should plug all the holes in your company and just give you a very successful A, leadership team, and then B, a team working under that leadership team with everybody working in what we call their own unique abilities. In other words, stuff that they're uniquely good at uh, and will do naturally and will really enjoy doing (laughs) it because they are good at it. So it's all about the who's. So when you're looking to solve a problem, from now on, think about who's going to solve it for you rather than how. And that's a lesson for, I think, many entrepreneurs. Dave, listen, I know you're from the the legal industry. I'd be really interested to hear your take on this and how you've grown a a really successful law practice based on the the who not how principle and what you're doing about it now and linking it in with the entrepreneurial (laughs) operating system that you currently use.
2: Yeah. So for those attorneys on the call, this brings me back to the day I uh, first read the book, Michael Gerber's The E-Myth. And I think back to the entrepreneurial seizure where I left the law firm I was in and I said, I can go do this myself. And there I was all by myself starting my law practice. And then you started by bringing in, again, we call them secretaries at the time today, they're legal assistants or whatever we call them. And there it was, her and I saying, how are we going to put this all together? And it grew. But It grew by default, meaning I didn't know what I was doing, but who, not, how is a great concept that I wish I had from the beginning. Because if you think about it, it's this simple. All of us do things okay. There's all of us have things that we do okay. All of us have things that we do well. All of us have things that we do exceptionally well. And then all of us have things that we do uniquely well. And so the concept unique ability is a concept, again, of the strategic coach. But utilizing those words, what I learned over the last 20 years of coaching with them is that we have different levels of skills around certain things that we do. And the who not how principle is really simple. It's let everyone work in their unique ability. And how you know your unique ability is if you ask 10 people and you say, Hey, what is it that I do well? What is it you think of me? You'll get a very consistent response. And you'll be surprised because you'll say, no, that can't be possible. That's too easy. That's not unique. That's just me. That's just simple. Those are the things that we do that are really unique. So for me, I know in my organization, I'm a visionary, right? Now, again, it doesn't mean you can't, there's not going to be times when you're doing those things you're not as good at. But here's the key thing is building and understanding a team that has different unique abilities. So those things, the first and easiest one I think of in, in the practice of law is, your finances, right? Doing your bill paying, getting your accounting done. Most lawyers don't know how to do that. So they go hire someone. That's acquiring a who. Now, what's the level of who-ness? That's the conversation we have with our members at Lawyers of Purpose all the time. How do you know somebody's a who and and an optimal who? And the question is, we use a three-word phrase. Is it occurring? What does that mean? Is it occurring? What do you want? I want a ton of leads. Okay. What's a ton of leads? We need a hundred leads are you getting 100 leads? No, it's not occurring. Okay? A who will know how to generate them. And again, I'm not using the number 100 arbitrarily. I'm saying if that's a defined number of leads that you know you need to meet your success, then your who will know how to get there. And they'll build a structure to get there. You won't have to unless you're the who in marketing. Same is true for your business operations. Are your P&Ls done timely? Does your team interact properly? Are you hiring people properly? I don't know. Are you good at it or can you hire someone? The companies that progress the fastest in our organization over the last 20 years have been those that hire managers, good who's that know how to manage and build a team. If you don't know how to build a team, then start with finding someone that knows how to build a team. Yes. Thoughts? What do you think, Guy? What what experiences have you had? Or Lisa, are you thinking something different?
1: Well, I'm just throwing, jumping in on the conversation. We're talking about (laughs) your who's. And I guess the thing is, is how how do you know when you have a who, right? I don't know. I have not read the book yet. So I'm hopefully like some of these listeners. But how do you know, like when I'm sitting there in my position, I want to hire a who and I have everything that I want on paper. But when does it trigger, Guy?
0: So so Dave talked about people with unique ability and building a unique team. So if you've been prudent and diligent and found the right people to fill the holes in the business that allow you to operate, but also allow you as the business owner to operate in your unique ability, i.e. the stuff that you're exceptionally good at, uniquely good at, then you've built a unique team. So then when you've done that, then really, to be honest, whenever you get, a problem that comes along and you think, how am I going to get that done? You've got to stop thinking about how you're going to get it done. You're going to start thinking about who's going to get it done. And if you can field all the issues that come along and you find the who's for them, then actually, I think you've done a pretty good job then at at making sure you've got all the right who's. If you're finding that problems come along and you haven't got anyone in your team that really is ideally suited for that to sort that problem out then you're probably missing your who at that point. So I think that's probably how you know whether you've got a who or not. When issues come along, can you find somebody in your team to deal with that for you if that is not one of your unique abilities? So I
2: love that. So going back, how you know you have one is it's occurring. It right. is occurring. It is occurring versus is it occurring, right? The mm-hmm. switch of those first two words. If it is occurring, you have a who. So look, think about it in your practice right now. Where are things happening naturally, easily, and they're working well, and they're not run by you? That person's a who But let me go a little more granular here. How do you get a who I mean, it sounds good. Guy and I are sitting there talking about it. I just go build hoots. I'll figure out everybody's unique ability. Now, Guy and I are the this because we've been in that culture for 20 years or 15 years in the current coaching programs that we're part of. Let me show you how we build hoots and how you find hoots. So it's really simple. It starts with, believe it or not, the e-myth, and I'm going to bring in another example, the entrepreneurial operating system. Many of you probably, ho- hopefully, have heard of that. What was the name of the book? Traction. Oh, right Fine. Gino Wickman. Yeah, Gino Wickman and Traction. Gina Wipzig. Gina Gina Wipzig. Wipzig. So we've been an EOS company, but we also train law firms, right? So here's how it starts. You ready? This simple. It starts with your organizational chart, which Gino Wickman calls the accountability chart. I remember back when I went out on my own, I created this little organizational chart with me, and then three or four people below me. And then I remember when I had two people, we we expanded to five or six people, and there was like five or six boxes that three of us were in. So we all had two different boxes. So what happened was, what we did was, as we grew, we said, what's the next hire we're going to make? And we looked at the boxes and said, all right, what's the next box? And what we naturally found was the three of us there said, let's delegate the most mundane type tasks down. So those are always the positions you brought in, but you wanted to bring someone in that was capable of growing into the current position that one of us was in so that we could delegate that whole position to them. That's a who, where we could take someone and give them the whole position. And they, now again, there's three elements to getting people to be a who. One is attitude, one is skill, one is knowledge. So when you meet someone, do they have the attitude? That's pretty straightforward if they don't have it skills and knowledge is a different thing. I'm an old wrestler and football player. When I jump in the water, I pretty much sink. I'm not going to be an Olympic swimmer. I just don't have that skill. It's not the way I'm designed and built. So again, to make me a swimmer would be a waste of my talent. Now, if you put me, and if you wanted to put me on the wrestling mat or in the football field, I was really pretty good at those things, right? So again, utilizing our skills in the proper areas. So as we built this organizational chart, then we start to delegate Sarah, what's the next person. Now here's the next thing. Here's something that's gotten exceptionally well the last 20 years that I wish I knew about when I started. And that is these social profiles. The best one I've ever seen out there. Now I know there's a million different ones. The one I have found exceptional is the Profile of XT Select. Why? I call it three-dimensional profiling, meaning it's science. It's using science to understand the people you're hiring, because what you do is you build a profile for a job position, and then you and anyone else on your team who you want to have input on that answers a survey, then they build a profile. From that profile, you then interview people, and then it matches them all to the profile and gives you a percentage fit from zero to 100. They say anyone over 80% is viable. And then obviously you could choose as high as the, nine. I mean, my last hire that I did in my company, uh, all the candidates were over 90%. Now that's not always going to be the case, but when that happens, it's pretty cool. Now, it, not only does it show you the percent match of the profile, the position, it tells you their skills to be able to do it, but it will also tell you the areas where we'll struggle It also gives you the interview questions to ask during the interview t- to see how they overcome those struggles. It's a really nice profile. Profiles wow. today, now there's Colby,
0: there's... Um, Colby's the one that, I, the, 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 that I've used in my company, so that's the one I'm familiar yeah. with. I'm not sure about the others, but you know, so, I'm saying that there are literally yeah. hundreds of them. So here's the
2: thing. When you put that science together with the accountability chart, that's the first step in the hoop. But the, le- the next thing I'm going to say, Guy, and I want your opinion on this is, a real big part of the WHO is is, how do they gel with you in the other team I think even when you got people who have the great attitude, great skills, and great knowledge, if they can't adapt, if they don't have your core values, that's another key element. They have core values that they'll
0: be tied to. What has been your experience, Guy, in building your teams from the bottom? Listen, they've got to, without a doubt, they've got to fit in culturally, into what we're talking about here. So that will involve a whole host of things. Including the belief in, in 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 the vision for the organisation, the way you go you go about the business, the types of clients you engage with, your core values. There's a whole bunch of things, and it all goes ultimately for for me. It's all about the culture within your organisation. That really, that's what you're referring to. And and 100% agree that you, you, there's lots of tools out there to help you find the right fit people for your team, and they become the whos. And really, like I said before, the, the skill is to make sure that the who's cover off most of the issues that your company's going to face. And if, if it doesn't, if you're getting issues on a continual basis where you don't have the right who in place to get the job done, then you're probably sure to somebody you need to look at, at hiring somebody else. What I'd like to do is really briefly is just Dave, you've come at it from a, f- first of all, from the, the, the law side of things, the building legal teams, and you use. Gino Whitman's entrepreneurial operating system, EOS. And as you're aware, I, I built a, a team and over a number of years, and you know, actually I didn't have the Who Not How. I didn't have Colby until slightly later on in that the development of the company. But I think a lot of entrepreneurs will actually do this kind of stuff naturally, which is fine, by the way. I think you can do it on gut feel. If you use the tools, it might help qualify your gut feel and, and then hopefully confirm it. and and make sure that you are definitely got feels right. That we built a software company, as anyone listening to this podcast will probably know. And actually, all we did was concentrate on hiring really good technical people. And over time, it it became clear which ones were going to be the, the leaders and kept an eye on things. And they rose to challenges. They became your who's naturally. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. It just takes a little bit longer, in my view. And is is based on feel a little bit more. And after we built the tech team, and technically we were really good, we then had to build a commercial team. And ideally, these things should be done concurrently, but we didn't. We evolved, and I built an ops and commercial team who became my who's and really reduced my workload. I built a tech team first because I'm not technical, and I needed that. You know, for, to obviously for a software company, you need really good tech people. And if you're not that, then you need to, that's, a, that's the first problem you've got to solve. But then the ops and the commercials follow very quickly after that, because you can be build the best tech team in the world. But if you don't have enough business coming in, if you don't market yourself in the right way, if you don't build the right culture, if you don't have the right processes and systems in place, then you're not going to be a successful company or not as successful as you could be. And then finally, I built a really strong board. And, and at this point, I was beginning to go through the coaching program we've discussed. I was aware of things like Colby, and I did use things like Colby to measure people to try and confirm what my gut feel was, and it came, I became a bit more scientific about it. And actually now, the interesting thing is, since I left my company, I don't know, two, three years ago now, and we've started working together, and Dave and Lisa, as you're both aware, that I've got my fingers in quite a number of pies, a few too many, um, I think my, my wife would <laughs> probably, probably argue, but... What that means, that brings the who, not how to the absolute four because I cannot grow two companies that I've co-founded and run, another company that I've co-founded and I'm an investor and non-exec for, and three other companies that I've invested in and I'm either chairman or non-exec for. I can't do that without bringing in who's and surrounding myself by who's. And you know that's exactly what I've had to do, but this has been very purposeful. And I think the biggest difference, Dave, um, the gut feeling, and the building the team over a period of time, and now building teams really quickly to do a specific job is that I can do I can build a business far quicker now than I have done in the past by bringing the right people in quickly. Yeah, I think the key message there is now we're look for for the attorneys listening that
2: we can't start there right now again. How do you start going? Pay attention to your gut, I always say, right? Pay attention to your gut. If something you're really struggling with it, consider the possibility that you're not the root for it and ask yourself this question. It's the one that I, I really engage with my leadership team on. It's four words. What do you want? What do you want? I want a great whatever. Then what do you need to do to get it if it's not you that's going to get it? You can seek people outside your organization. So we call it an LWP. We say we can buy it, rent it, or build it, right? Buy it means we go out and hire it. Rent it means we go out to an outside consultant to do it, or we build it internally. And those are the three options or any combination thereof. So in conclusion, I think as we we go here, the game is about who's. Start with your first who. The end game is having everybody be a who in your organization. But it all starts with your first who. And then that who helping you get your next who, that becomes your who and their who. And then you build an organization of who's. And next thing you know, the company's growing without you. And I think that's the, the lessons I've learned over time. And you put a guy that once you cash out from that and you now start becoming investor and things of that nature, then you re- you're still engaging with who's at just a whole nother high level. So there it is. Who, not how. It's an ever-evolving process. Good luck with that and continue to ask the questions and determine and get really clear on what you want.
1: Thank you, gentlemen. What a great podcast. And for everyone out there, this is the Legal Community Podcast. For further questions and to get additional podcasts, you can always visit us at guider.legal. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to the Legal Community Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Visit us at Legal for more information and please review and share this show. We'll see you next time.